Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Ben Piccini, and I'm starting a podcast, and I figured I should probably tell you why. <laughs> um, I take as my inspiration Dolores Van Cartier, uh, otherwise known as Sister Mary Clarence. Um, Whoopi Goldberg in uh, Sister Act 1 and 2 was a formative part of my life, as I'm sure it was many of, of, of yours. And in the second Sister Act, she, she says something really powerful to a, to a student. I, I love Sister Act. I mean, I love bo- both of them, but Sister Act 2, you know, um, going to a tough school with tough kids, and, and, and she, she makes a difference in their lives. I'm, I'm a teacher, so of course that kind of thing gets, you know, totally gets me. Um, and she talks to the kid and she says, if you wake up in the morning and the first thing you think about is writing, then you should be a writer. If the first thing you think about when you wake up in the morning is singing, then you should be a singer. Well, the first thing I think about when I wake up is talking, <laughs> which means I should probably be a talker. And there's something like wildly embarrassing about that. Um, but it's where I am. And I've realized that, you know, I- I'm sure it happens to everybody, but people ask me questions all the time. And part of the reason why I'm starting this podcast is because I want to give them a good answer and I don't know how. Um, and I feel like this might be a good venue for it. Um, I'm not very good at parties because of this. Parties for me are like this torture of me trying to say as little as possible so that I still have friends afterwards. <laughs> um, on that topic, though, I, I feel like I should mention real quick that um, the philosophy of the, po- of the podcast, the philosophy of this podcast is a little different, I think, than um, than most podcasts. Like My goal is to make a little bit of a difference, but Normally, you can't do that unless you go out and make the world a much better place, and you have to get lots of likes and shares, and you have to be the the big new thing, and I, I'm not really up for that. Um, but I think I can still make a difference, and the reason is because of the philosophy that I like to call the leaven in the bread concept, right? This idea that a few people doing the best they can can go about their life quietly trying to make the world better and be successful. And so if you like this, if this podcast resonates with you, I would just invite you to think of ways to join the cause that I'm trying to celebrate. Civility. Be a little nicer. Listen to people. Hear them. Actually hear them. We'll see how it goes. So each week I'm going to re- release two episodes. One episode will be on current events of some kind. People are asking me questions all the time. I call it the Nickelodeon, right? People will put in their nickels. And I will respond on economics and policy and education and politics, whatever, whatever it may be. Um, and then the other one each week will be um, on civility. And they'll both be really short, you know, five, 10 minutes max. Um, and uh, today I'm introducing the podcast. And so I want to talk a little bit about uh, civility and what it means to me and why it's important. And so this one's title is Civility as Dignity. And uh, w- one last thing, actually, before, before I start. So I talk a little bit in this episode about dehumanization and humanization. And I still think that it's a big part of the story. But I, I listened recently to a, a great podcast by uh, EconTalk. Um, Russ Roberts is a genius, and I, I love listening to Russ Roberts. And I think he was interviewing Paul Bloom on cruelty. I think that's the one that it was. And uh, Paul Bloom talks about how dehumanization was it's it's a little bit of an excuse that we use, right? Part of the reason why we commit heinous humiliations of other people is because they are people. He makes this really interesting point that it's not actually about dehumanizing people. Sometimes it is about their humanity that that we, that allows us to be cruel, that cruelty requires humanization. 
And uh, I don't know where I am on that, but it was interesting and it made me think. And I, it has put me from, you know, knowing that it was all about dehumanization to going, oh, I don't, I don't know where I stand on that. That's going to make me think a little bit longer. So I figured I'd pass it along. So you may want to look that up. So with that, I'll get out of your way. Here's my first episode called Civility as Dignity. It takes a little bit of moral humility, maybe intellectual humility, when you start talking about something as grandiose as making the world a better place. See, in history, you see all sorts of examples of bad people using good intentions to cause all sorts of havoc. But you even see good people trying to do good things and making the world worse for, having the, for them having been there. Now, doing nothing doesn't seem to be an option either, right? I think that we have to find a way to chip away at problems and make the world better. And I'm not really sure how to do that except to try my best and be humble about my contributions. But maybe one place to start is by, by taking an example of something bad and say, I'm going to do the opposite of that. I'm going to be the anti-bad guy. And with that in mind, a few days ago was the 75th anniversary of the liberation of Auschwitz, and I've been thinking a lot about it. See, the the Nazis were fundamentally anti-liberal. They were against liberalism. And liberalism is a masterclass in how not to be a Nazi. It started out as a philosophy, right? The, The belief that all humanity is deserving of rights and dignity, independent of wealth, race, class, or birth. That's only the beginning, though. Liberalism is a philosophy with implications. (laughs) See, once you believe that every human deserves dignity just for being human, then aristocracy, nobility, and absolute monarchy make less and less sense. In their place come democracy, no one is above the law, and soon you have constitutions and checks and balances and deliberative legislatures. and, And the Nazis hated all of it. Hitler was deeply anti parliamentary. He viewed deliberation as too slow. Who needs a legislature when the will of the Fuhrer has already been made known? No, legislatures are only an impediment to him getting what he wants. He hated the slow-moving bureaucracies and the protections against demagoguery because the Nazis wanted power, and the only way to get it was to throw out the Constitution and the great deliberative bodies and bicameral legislatures. And that's without even getting to universal human rights, universal equality, or universal dignity. It's interesting, by the way, that the sworn enemies of the Nazis were the communists, and the one thing on which they agreed was the need to overthrow the liberal order. Nazism was, as much as anything else, about dehumanization. Liberalism was about humanization. Love the immigrant. Love the member of a minority religion. Love even your enemies. Nazism said that no individual mattered more than the state, and that the sacrifice of an individual for the well-being of a state was a worthwhile trade. Liberalism responds that the state only exists to protect the individual. Nazism claimed that some groups were worth more than others. And liberalism retorts that we are all equally worthy of human dignity. Love your neighbor, yes, but there's a fixed price. You must love them as yourself. And that brings us, a bit abruptly, to civility. Forgive me for sneaking it up on you like this, but the definition matters, and you've probably been told that it's manners or politeness or Robert's rules or something other than what it is. So let me repeat it again for you now. Civility is treating the other person as a human being with dignity, It's seeing the human being disagreeing with you as human first and disagreeing second. So what does that have to do with the problems that we face today? (laughs) What do we do with divisions in our society? We remember that we are all of us humans first and tribes second. 
What do we do about corruption? Well, we remember the rule of law, that no one is above it and stand for it without apology. What do we do about hateful voices? We grant them the same rights of speech as every other human being and use that speech ourselves to come down clearly on the side of human dignity and common decency. So why with all of the different problems in the world do I intend to focus specifically on civility? Well, a lot of reasons. Liberalism matters. It's taken a beating. This is one way to stick up for it. Liberalism brings democracy and legislative institutions and deliberative bodies. And you can't deliberate unless you have a pattern that allows you to deliberate in a way that actually helps you to be productive, to listen to each other, to become more than the sum of our parts, uh, the sum of our parts or the sum of the parts of our arguments. In a more specific way, though, I feel like somebody's got to do it, and I might be able to do a decent enough job. I mean, put it this way, on free trade and enlightenment thinking and universal human rights, there are just brilliant, eloquent people out there already articulating the case better than I could hope to. Second, because while I'm not complacent on a lot of those higher level issues like human dignity, well, my children are rightly taught in school that they must be kind to everyone. The fact is that despite distressing but ultimately minor losses, the battle goes well for our side. Maybe not so much in civility. Finally, I have a comparative advantage in life, and it's talking. <laughs> so maybe yammering about civility is a place I can help. I should warn you, though, that this podcast isn't really intended for you. I have to admit it's a bit selfish. These are the things that are leaking out of my soul at the seams that I need to find a way to allow to come out lest they burst out on their own anyway. And at the end of the day, this may not wind up a hit best-selling podcast, but something tells me that I might become a touch better in the process, which, if you're trying to make the world better, isn't too bad of a place to start. Thanks for listening. I hope you find it helpful. Radical Civility is written, produced, and poorly edited by Benjamin Pacini. The views in Radical Civility are not necessarily the views of my employer, my religion, my family, or myself in the future when I'm smarter and wiser. Mm-hmm.